0: Do not allow yourself to feel for them. Ray will not feel for you. I understand. Hello there, and welcome to episode 20 of PlayStation Pals, a video game podcast. I am joined... I am your host, Nick, and I am joined by the Dante to my Virgil... John, oh, we're off to a good start.
1: <laughs> yeah, Nick and I are—we're in the same room together, guys, and I'm staring into his blue, dreamy eyes. And okay, this is I already. Just, yeah, I don't know if I can. I'm gonna be able to get through this whole podcast, guys.
0: I'm already really uncomfortable. <laughs> we gotta switch back to the old. It's nothing. only gonna
1: get worse, Nick. It's not gonna get better.
0: <laughs> For context, we used to always record in a different room and just call into each other. But we're gonna mix it up now. We're gonna be in the same room. See if this makes the audio better. More, there'll be more banter. Uh, hopefully, an overall better experience for everyone listening. So, um, we'll see.
1: Yeah, but. no, no, most, most definitely. I think, it, I think it's going to be good. I've been wanting to do this for a bit. Um, you know, I just think we're going to get a little bit more of a, of a, yeah, back and forth, and so uh let it give us feedback you know honestly if you think it's better if you think it doesn't make a difference whatever the case you know we're still waiting still waiting for that very first email so um you know who you are out there that needs to send us some things um so, so make it happen. Let us know.
0: Yeah, do that, please. And that email address again is playstationpalspod at gmail.com. Uh, it's been a long
1: week, so let's get right into it. Oh, wait, wait. Before we get there, Nick, did, uh, did you ever think we would get to 20 episodes? <laughs> did you think no. we would get this far? <laughs> no. I didn't either. So, <laughs> you know, no, I, I just wanted to, yeah, just say that because... Uh, it's been a it's been a good 20 i i'm i'm happy we've done this i think i think we're pretty good at it um and yeah man here's a 20 more
0: yeah 20 straight to be exact like, yeah not even like we didn't even miss a single week so yeah that is impressive but uh again long week so let's get right to it this is how the show works Uh, Each of us bring three things to talk about. It can be a news item, a video game we're playing, an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, as we mentioned. Or it can be a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod. Any of those things, whatever we feel like talking, we have an open format here. It usually uh, is about PlayStation, but uh, as you've heard in previous podcasts, we don't always do that. So... Uh, I'm gonna kick things off. I was gonna do a bunch of small news items before we got into this format and then bore John about Marvel Snap, but <coughs> uh, he doesn't want to hear about that. So, and the small I- news items got piling up. So I thought I would just take a whole section of a part of our podcast and just talk about the small news items. Um, the first one being that Wolong Fallen Dynasty mm. has a release date. It is coming out March 3rd, 2023. This is from Team Ninja and Koei Tecmo. It had a demo uh, the week of Tokyo Game Show. It is basically a Dark Souls game. I played a little bit of it. Uh, It had every mechanic from Dark Souls, the backstabbing, (laughs) the peering, everything. So naturally, I hated it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. uh, But I don't know, I don't think you played this demo. Did you, John?
1: No, I I downloaded it and I for some reason just kind of ignored it and then deleted it. I don't know <laughs> why I didn't. I, you know, it's it's the age-old thing with me where my time is so precious that I feel like when I when I boot up demos, I'm literally just wasting my time. Um, but I really should have at this point. You know, being that Nick has no taste in video games, at least I do and know that Dark Souls formula is awesome. Um, so yeah, I might I might might jump into it. Um, you know, I think this will be. It's looking to be one of the better Souls knockoffs, you know, kind of more like a, a Neo-level thing as opposed to, like, you know, something like The the Surge or Lords of the Fallen. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping it does well. Team Ninja does combat very well. It's got a cool kind of Chinese lore aesthetic to it, which we don't get too often. We, we typically get Japan if we're in that region of the world. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, and I think it's coming to Xbox Game Pass Day 1, so maybe we'll see it on the PlayStation service too. I'm not sure, but... Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. I don't think it's gonna light the world on fire, but I think it'll be good.
0: Yeah, and we're starting to fill in what it looks to be a busy first few months of next year. Uh, Resident Evil also comes out around that time. Forspoken also comes out around that time. Dead Space. Uh, we'll see how many of these release dates stick around, but right. uh, you know they always do like to do this to a stack, a bunch of games, and then they all get delayed anyway, so. Mm-hmm. But uh, weirdly enough, that demo is gone. You cannot download it anymore. So. Oh, shit. Oh,
1: all right.
0: <laughs> so it was. A, I believe they said that when it was out as a limited time demo. So if you wanted to check it out, at least there's videos of the demo. Yeah. At least you could get a feeling out there of that. But uh.
1: I mean, I don't know about you, Nick. I have a pretty good like sixth sense when it comes to games that are going to be cheap quickly. And I feel <laughs> like this might be one of them. I'm not saying it's going to immediately drop to you know like Saints Row levels where it's twenty bucks within a month, but I wouldn't be surprised by you know a month or two of it on the market. Most of the sales have gone, uh, and they'll drop it to a, a nice you know into a couple sales for us. So if it, yeah. if it turns out it's good, if it reviews yeah. well,
0: yeah. yeah. All right, moving on to the next news item. Uh, this comes from CD Projekt Red. They announced mm-hmm. that they're doing a remake of The Witcher One. Uh, this will not be done by them. This will be done by a studio called Fool's Theory. Uh, this will be done in Unreal Engine 5. Uh, they said that this was a very early announcement, so please be patient. Um, <laughs> Isn't everything <if> there is, <laughs> please be patient right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The CD Projekt Red has announced every project Jeez. that they're doing, so uh, it's going to probably be a while, but... Uh, the Witcher 1 is kind of the forgotten game. I think The Witcher 2 was the breakout game for them. Not that The Witcher 1 was bad by any means, but it was definitely The Witcher 2 that put them on the map, and then Witcher 3, you know, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you look up videos of this game, it is very dated. It is very old-looking. Um, so this is kind of a cool announcement. If you haven't
1: played that game, uh, yeah, I think I think this is like about as perfect of a choice for a game to give a full-on remake as there could be. Um, you know, The Witcher Three. You know, like you said, Nick, The Witcher 2 definitely was its coming out party, but The Witcher 3 was its, you know, sweet 16, hey man, I'm here show, where I think that game is north of 40 million units sold. So obviously The Witcher is a good franchise to go back to to get people a little more familiar with it. Um, And every time I hear about this game... all it ever is is, oh my God, great story. Worst controls I've ever played in the game though, so I had to put it down. So giving it a fresh coat of paint, giving it the modern day uh, control schemes and things like that, I think, it's, I think it'll be a big success. And um, while, while you were talking, I looked up Fool's Theory just to kind of see if they've done anything in the past, and it looks like they have never really had a project of their own, but the games that they have helped with uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Div- Divinity Original Sin 2, Hellblade: Senua's <laughs> Senua Sacrifice, and Outriders and Gord Those are those are good games. So I think with the you know the guidance of CD Projekt Red, you know they're not developing it, but they're obviously going to be involved from top to bottom. Um, I think it could be a pretty good match. So definitely, uh, we'll have my eyes out on that one for sure.
0: Yeah, it is the season of remakes.
1: <laughs> season. Oh my god. Yeah,
0: or the generation of <laughs> yeah. remakes. We'll, we'll uh, see how many we get. I mean, we right. <laughs> we already got Dead Space, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Uh, is that?
1: That's like it's. Well, I guess they decided they were going to do all the the um, horror franchises first. If we go back even further, we got Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three. Right. You know, those are the big remakes, and then Blue Point with Shadow of the Colossus and. Um, Demon Souls. Demon Souls. So yeah. those are kind of the yeah, those yeah. are the big tentpole remakes so far. I'm sure we're missing a couple, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But
0: cool announcement again, very early on. Yep. So we'll see where that goes. All right, and the next one is that Sefton Hill and Jamie Walker, co-founders of Rocksteady Rocksteady Studio. He founded it in November 8th of 2004. They're responsible for one of my favorite franchises of all time, the Arkham series. Uh, they're putting the finishing touches on Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, which is supposed to come out next year. Uh, they're leaving the company. Um, so at the end of this year, uh, a lot of the comments were like, whoa, Suicide Squad must be shit now. But, <laughs> but uh, those are I, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet that has nothing to do with it other than them being at one studio for 16 years and or longer than that, 18 years. Yeah. And as we see with a lot of studios, new studios, is that they're just made up of former developers. So, you know, these guys are probably just going to walk out and just create a new studio that's not owned by anybody else, by Warner Brothers or anything like that, and just... You know, make a new studio, make a new game, get bought, get rich, end of story. Yeah, that, that <laughs> seems
1: to be the playbook for these big developers. And so I don't I don't view this as a negative, honestly. When I heard this new story broke, like you said, yeah, people like to jump to all sorts of ridiculous conclusions. But the Suicide Squad game has been in development for, what, eight years, yeah. nine years? That game's done. It has nothing, like, those guys leaving has nothing to do <laughs> with the quality of that game. I, my guess is that... You know, they probably decided that this is... I, w- I would be surprised if we get more Batman universe games after Suicide Squad, even from Rocksteady. So maybe mm-hmm. they just say, hey, this is going to be a clean break, you know, between while the team is transitioning to whatever they're going to do next, if they're going to stick in the DC universe or whatever. And they can go, yeah, like like you said, found their own thing, do their own, their own style, and hopefully get bought and, you know, not just be, you know, a couple million dollars rich, but a hundred million dollars rich. Right, know. right. And, uh, you know... They earned it, man. They, they fucking earned it. And so yeah, best of luck to them for sure.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah. And this whole Warner Brothers Discovery merger thing is happening too, so who knows what's happening to all of Warner Brothers games and studios. I don't right. think that, that might not have anything to do with this, but
1: no, but. no, like you said, man, 18 years is a long time. They just might want to change the scenery. They feel comfortable leaving their company in good hands and uh, close the chapter on that book. Yep, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so final news item I wanted to bring up is a real weird one. Uh, someone who got the disc for Modern Warfare 2 that mm-hmm. is coming out while we're recording this, October 28th. Uh, the disc, the PlayStation 5 Blu-ray disc has only 70 megabytes of data on it. Now clearly
1: you mean 70 gigs, right?
0: No, 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 no. I saw oh. the screenshot, Is it is at a 70 megabytes uh this is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. I was trying to think of reasons why they would do this. One would be to get the discs out faster. Right? The copy the more data, the longer it takes to copy data over. I don't know exactly how long it takes on like a commercially produced Blu-rays, but say I don't know 30 minutes a disc for, you know, the modern warfare games were huge they were over 100 gigs warzone was over 100 gigs so maybe they just ran out of time or maybe the game was in such a state that they had the they didn't go gold as all these companies like to call like that meaning it's ready to print disc Mm -hmm. and they just decided you know well we weren't going to go gold but we still need a physical disc out there we'll still you know release the game, you know, when it comes out, but it'll be the most current version at the time and nobody can install the game when they're not on the internet and have the weird broken version of the game and, you know, talk shit about the game or review it poorly. So, um, what do you think this is, John?
1: (laughs) Do any of those theories? I, I don't know what it is, man. I, I, I do find it absolutely hilarious though, that. When you talked about Call of Duty prior to this release, it was always just like, oh my god, why are these things 200 gigs? Why are they so, so massive? And now they're just putting out a disc with 70 megabytes on it. It almost seems like they just wanted to say, well, fuck you, fine, here you go. But I, I don't know, man. I my, my thought on it, honestly, is nothing more complex than companies outside of the middle middleman the GameSpots, uh, GameStop, uh sorry the walmarts the amazons that actually sell physical discs companies are doing everything that they could can to push digital uh, sony wants digital microsoft wants digital and all the publishers want digital too because they get just a bigger slice of that pie they don't have to play that middleman so i don't know if it's you know, if it's tied to that directly, but I just get the sense that they're just trying to do everything they can to try and push people a little bit more towards digital, a little bit more towards digital. And even if it doesn't give you a different experience in this specific instance, it might just convince people in one way or another that like, oh, disks are really becoming irrelevant. So maybe the next one, I'll just not even worry about going to the store because this disk, obviously, it just gets put into the machine, checks into some server, and that's <laughs> all it does. You know, if you know anything about data sizes in this day and age, 70 megabytes isn't much more than, yeah, just kind of probably a couple files that check in somewhere. Um <laughs> You know, but this isn't the first time we've seen this either. The Spyro Reignited Trilogy did this with the second and third game. It only had the first game on the disc, and then there was just a tiny bit amount of files on there just to check into the store or wherever it had to so you could download the second and third one. Um, So I just think this is kind of maybe just at the cutting edge of, of companies starting to do that more and more. And if it's not the case, if it is something like you mentioned, then, you know, that's fine too. At the end of the day, if people can play the game, they can play the game. It's just... It is, it's funny, man, they went from 150 gigs to 70 megabytes, I don't, I don't know why.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I know we're not the ones to worry about data caps or anything like that, but I do have a buddy that lives out in the middle of nowhere, has a data cap, and so he buys physical disks to at least kind of cut down on the, how much he has to download. Because usually the you know the game will copy the contents of the disc, and then you're just downloading any patches. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this does not help <laughs> with that at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, that sucks. Yeah, like that's a that's a blow. I mean, yeah, if you're paying, I, I know Canada does that a lot, and rural America has that, um, and I'm sure there's lots of places overseas do that t- t- uh, do too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't kick up a storm. If like that is the case, you know, with some with certain people in certain markets, and Activision will have one of two ways to respond. They they try and do something about it and say, "Oh, we're sorry," or they just say, "Ah, oh, fuck you. You're such a small piece of the pie anyway. Right. We're right. getting our you know." Microsoft doesn't care. Maybe this is a micros. Well, they don't officially own them yet, so it wouldn't be a Microsoft decision, <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, that 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 does suck for people who are limited in that capacity. Yeah, I delete shit and re-download shit all the time on my <laughs> machine. I don't, I, I don't worry about it at all. I know we're. And nice. actually, that that kind of brings a more uh, that makes more sense for people who want the upgraded storage. Like, if there's anybody like, I could see that being an actual benefit to that because I've never really realized why or understood why people do that. So, right. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that's all I got. Those were the four stories. Um, sweet, sweet, sweet. So we can move on to the next Sony bit of news.
1: That it's that time of month. Going over the PlayStation Essentials. So we just got our list for the November PlayStation Plus Essentials tier. Remember folks, if you're new to the PlayStation world, uh, you have been on, you know, Mars for the last couple months, PlayStation now has multiple tiers and we get our free games kind of broken up through the month. So this is the uh, basic tier, right? If you just have PlayStation Plus, uh, you're gonna get these essential games. Um, So, First up, we have the critically acclaimed 2020 release from Team Ninja, uh, with Neo Two, and that's coming to both PS4 and natively to PS5 uh, in the form of its remastered version. Uh, has an 85 on Open Critic, by far the um, the, the game of the month in this. Uh, in this offering, but um, you ever played in the Neo games, Nick? Anything you've ever dabbled in? I know, as we talked about on this podcast, Dark Souls formula is not for you, <laughs> and this is very much that, but no, no interest? Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Okay. Well, for those out there who, who kind of like that <laughs> <laughs> type of stuff, uh, who actually have taste, um, All right. <laughs> Neo Neo is, is very much like the Dark Souls games, but it also, I think it's a hybrid um, with It sounds weird to say, but Diablo I've heard where there's there's just so much overwhelming loot that you kind of get a little bit sick of it. So if you're into loot and that's your thing, Borderlands, Diablo, um, you know, I think it's gonna add to your experience if you'd rather not have that, um, you know, it might get a little bit grindy for you. But uh, either way, I would check it out. Um, You know, it's a very solid game. The people who like it, love it. So, um, Neo 2. Uh, Next, we have the Lego Harry Potter collection for PS4. Um, Not sure what more needs to be said about Lego games. You know, they all are the same from top to bottom, pretty much. Um, But you do get two games in this collection. You have the Harry Potter years one through four, as well as Harry Potter's five through seven. Those were two different releases. Um, Nick, can you tell me what year Harry Potter's one through four came out?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Twenty ten.
1: Twenty ten, yes. Wow. Nice. Yes, twenty ten. And and five through seven came out in twenty eleven. So uh I feel like this might set the record for oldest offering for a PS Plus game. That's got to be pretty close. Yeah, and, and I'm sure they're going to mark it as, like, well, the collection came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. But, like, get fucked, honestly. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but it's Harry Potter. My son loves Harry Potter. He likes Lego. Like, it's going to be good for that range of kids, people who are kind of getting into games. Or if you're just a collectathon a thon maniac, uh, those games have that in spades. But uh, 73 on Open Critic for those. Again, if you like Lego games, you like them. If you don't, you don't. Um, do you have any dream Lego projects Nick like is there any is there any dream Lego project that's I know Marvel would be it and you have that yeah well, is there anything that you can that you can think of?
0: No I can't I don't really like the game so I, I yeah. mean even the dream project. And yeah, I think Marvel's probably the closest.
1: What about a, what about like a Seinfeld Lego? Game? <laughs> there's a Seinfeld Lego set. Wouldn't that be fuck? That would be so cool. Like if they like kind of nuke the formula or whatever, and like because there's so many different characters, right? Those games thrive on the amount of characters that you can unlock. I think that would be kind of funny. But yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, you know, Lord of the Rings is my jam. There's already a Lord of the Rings thing, and I've never even touched it, so right. I don't know what they could do. I, I just had the idea that a Seinfeld uh, Lego game would be kind of funny. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, uh, we have a challenging physics game called Heavenly Bodies, and that is also coming to PS4 and PS5. Uh, This was released in 2021 from Two Point Interactive. Um, And I'm just going to read the synopsis of this game to kind of give you the best example of what it is. But uh, discover the ever-changing nuances of weightless motion in this challenging physics game, featuring a collection of stellar scenarios inspired by the feats of space explorers and researchers throughout history. Wrangle control of your cosmonauts' arms with the left and right thumbsticks to push, pull, and clamber through fully physical environments uh, aboard a scientific research station alone or with a friend. Um, So, you know... It's one of those games where, yeah, each stick's going to control a different part of your body. It's probably going to be intentionally obtuse and hard to control. Not really my jam. Um, but Destructoid did give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, but their first sentence just tells me everything I need to know. It says, even in the frustrating moments when the controls seem to be, seem to have it out for you, there's so much to like about Heavenly Bodies. I don't want the controls to be out for me. I want <laughs> controls to feel silky smooth. Um, so not really for me, but does that, that game do anything for you, Nick? Nope, nope. Oh man! Nope. All right, Sorry. you're 0 for three for Nick. <laughs> That's another 73 on open critics. So a couple of middling games and Neo two, which is pretty good. But this is definitely one of the weaker months I think we've seen in a while. Um, but you know, there might be something for you. You know, it seems like they're taking a the scattershot approach, where like you know, if they can get one of these games for a, for somebody, then it's a win. But uh,
0: yeah, don't get me wrong; these are probably a good collection of games just none of them speak yeah, to me yeah, so agreed I think it's a decent month but as we're about to get to in just a minute or so mm-hmm. there's there's a, something else we're looking forward to in November that's going to suck all the air out of the room so sorry any games that come out yeah, even the PlayStation Plus extra <laughs> games for November and the premium poor sorry.
1: heavenly bodies <laughs> poor heavenly bodies so and um, also folks just a, just a friendly reminder um, you have until the 31st of october to download october's ps plus game so if you haven't downloaded those that's uh, hot wheels unleashed injustice 2 and super hot um not sure if we've ever said this on the show but i highly encourage everybody even if you don't want to play the game just add it to your library it doesn't hurt and if you're like me and you have kids in the future or whatever the case may be you're gonna have have that game so just add them to your library even if you don't intend on playing it uh, you have until the 31st to do so
0: Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what i got All right, so moving on. We're almost there, John. 12 days from now, the sequel to God of War, God of War Ragnarok, will be out. We will be playing it 12 days from now. So, for the next two topics, I wanted to look into the past, God of War 2018, and then start and make some predictions about the future Mm -hmm. in God of War Ragnarok. So, we're going to divide this up into two different topics. And if you are unfamiliar with God of War, you've been living under a rock. The game is about Kratos. What do you have a comment, John?
1: No, I just, I want to <laughs> find the person that's listening to this podcast right now who's <laughs> never played God of War. And just, I don't, I don't know, open hand smack them or something. I don't know.
0: The game stars Kratos, who made a deal with the original God of War, Ares. And that Ares backfired on him. Ares turned on him just like the wheel turns on us. <laughs> you know uh-huh. and so kratos went on this revenge tour of the greek gods and you know killed 95% of them he fucked one of them mm. and mm. and the rest are just scattered just not the gods the monsters the heroes they're they're all fucked in kratos path. <laughs> yeah. and so like the that trilogy ended with a big mystery like did kratos die did he where did he go like it was kind of left open to interpretation uh what happened
1: well, like the earth fucking flooded right? Yeah. Like when, he beat, yeah. when he killed poseidon like the oceans just rose <laughs> it's like uh yeah. how do we come back from this i don't think you did a good thing dude
0: <laughs> so then we got god of war 2018 which we find kratos obviously survived the events of the original trilogy and not only that, is that the biggest badass in gaming, a guy that yells at everybody, kills everybody, or fucks them. Little ball uh, of fury. You know, he, he would fit perfectly in our 18th episode of M-Rated Games. Uh, in fact, he did. Fact, he did. <laughs> is that uh, not only did he survive, is that he, has a, he got married again and had a son. And that is kind of the premise of God of War 2018. Mm-hmm. So, John, I know you were just just a new dad when this had came out.
1: Yeah, actually,
0: yeah. How did that change anything for you with this franchise? Does it, did it enhance it? I know your son is not the same age as Atreus was, but
1: no. And I don't know if it's it's uh, you know due to being a dad or not, but I mean I think that it drastically enhanced it. Yes, I mean I. I think this game is so solely soared to new heights that it did because of the story. The combat we all knew was gonna be fantastic. We knew that it was gonna hit hard, it was gonna be bloody and gory, all the things that you can expect with the God of War game. But I don't think what anybody expected was to have the emotional depth that Kratos has through the experience. And Mm -hmm. Atreus is just a, you know, it's his, um, I'm looking for a word, vector is not the right one, but it's his path towards emotional depth and, Having him there to kind of see him, be, you know, start off as this stone-faced, you know, I'm going to teach you how to kill this deer. It's like you know, first thing you do in the game. To um, having just the raw emotional moments that you that you get to share with Atreus, it's hard not to see how how him being a dad. Um, enhanced the story and, and everything about the game overall, and, and also Atreus was pretty kind of dope in combat too. But yeah. we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, man. Kind of some extra moments probably hit a little hard for me because I could try and envision my he would have been one and a half years old at the time, you know, in that situation. So right, yeah. right. So
0: and then as we saw in raising Kratos, that was a big motivation as Corey Barlog, the you know the creative director on the game, was also had a son. During development of the game, mm-hmm. so that inspired a lot of the story decisions here, um, and that the game, you know, we talked about the big first boss fight with the stranger, right? That mm-hmm. later is revealed to be was Balder, right? I'm mm-hmm. not. Yep. Uh, that another thing that it subverts not only is you know the big the biggest badass in gaming, Kratos, having a kid around and you know being being a good being. I won't say good dad, but... He gets there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Struggling yeah. to be a good dad, but he wants to be. Like, you see a lot of good moments, you know, I think the after he kills that deer, trying to put his hand on mm-hmm. his shoulder, like, he wants to show, like, that affection. But, again, this is Kratos we're talking about, so right. it's not going to be easy for him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the God of War games are all about power fantasy. In fact, most video games are about power fantasy and, you know, just... Doing things that we can't do in normal life in video games, if it's shooting up an airport like John likes to do in <laughs> Modern Jeez. Warfare 2, or all you right. know, or in God of War, just ripping beasts apart, you know. So,
1: <laughs> but uh, I. Stranger... Not gonna talk about you playing laser shoot Larry. Nick, <laughs> all
0: right. <laughs> yeah, I really want to be a creepy horn dog. yeah <laughs> But uh, that power fantasy is also subverted with the Stranger, Balder, uh, because. When he, as we talked about the boss fight, but when Balder is this skinny, short dude taunting you, Kratos, the god of war, and you know, when Kratos finally has had enough of him and starts beating on him, and then he goes, finally, Mm -hmm. and then punches Kratos into his backyard from his front yard, um, that was also a great moment. And again, kind of set more of the tone of that, that, you know, it's a new world, it's a new place. Kratos, you're not the big badass anymore, and you as the player aren't the big badass anymore. So I always thought that was also a great uh, way to open the game, uh, even though Kratos does go on to kill everybody and every creature that he meets. That's what uh, he does. <laughs> yeah. I, still, I still think that moment really stands out, that no matter how hard you... I and mean, all the shit he does in that fight, no matter how hard he hits him, how hard how he swings trees into him, he always comes back. And uh, again, I think that these these opening moments with Petraeus and then with Balder just, whew,
1: yeah set the, set the tone. <laughs> it's I mean, it's the greatest opening act in video games, in my opinion. I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there. I know Final Fantasy VII is probably going to be a lot of a, one that people bring up quite a bit, but just the, yeah, the, the tone that is set it introduces you to, you know, the new set of gods, but they're not kind of what you would expect where they these people high on ma- the mountaintop looking down on all their mm-hmm. civilians, they're kind of just like in with us and they're skinny and they're scrappy, but at the same time, he fucking can't even die. So, you know, yeah, being Kratos and, and knowing what he can do and what he is able to do, what he has done, and then to like break the dude's neck and then to see him come back like in a couple hours <laughs> later, he's like, what the fuck, man? Like, how, like, what, like what is this shit? Um, but, you know, yeah, it just it just sets the story off in such a perfect way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then just keeping with the story, just as personally, like, I was so sick of God of War Three because Kratos just yells and kills people. I was so sick of that. But I did like in the story that he was keeping it away from Atreus. Like he didn't say like I'm a murder machine, you know. I he was trying to keep that that part of his life, even his godhood, from uh, Atreus and I always thought that was great to have that reveal of and the little things here and there of Zeus and uh, Hera and all the um, you know
1: other signs that he was like piece of shit because he, he was yeah he kept <laughs> I mean he kept everything hidden from Atreus he kept the fact that he was a god I don't think Atreus learns that until probably like 15 hours into the game um, you know and for good reason he kept that from him because Atreus turns into a little shithead the moment he finds <laughs> out right and, oh we're yeah. gods now we can do what we want yeah. um, but. You know, he kept the fact that he was from Rome, I think, from Atreus. You know, they didn't even yeah. know that he had he had this past and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, that was also, you know, kind of as the viewer, as the player, knowing that there was this past that is just getting ignored. You knew that it was going to come to a head at a certain point. How would Atreus react to it? And, like, that kind of is, is, a you know, a reason that I think they have some of the struggle and conflict that they do during the game is because You know, Kratos is trying to teach him, we have to be better than these people. We can't just do what they do. We can't just be shitheads towards everybody, even though strong words come from Kratos. (laughs) But he's trying, right? He's trying to change. He's trying to transform. And that's kind of the story of God of War 2018 is transformation. It's it's the journey from him being the hard, grizzled, shit, you know, monster-killing, God-killing dude that we know to the... Guy who is just as strong, just as powerful, has the ability to do these things, but chooses not to, has the choice mm. and is trying to teach that to his son. <laughs> um, and that's really powerful you know when you when you see these moments um, happen you know and and atreus, you know, I don't know how far if we want to just keep kind of going with the story. Yeah, yeah I
0: mean, uh, if there's anything you want to bring up, but a full spoiler, of, we're, we're spoiling everything. I don't get. Ca- like, if you're still
1: listening to this and you're not concerned about <laughs> it's spoilers, over, yeah, sorry. It's
0: over, the game is four years old at this yes. point, over four years old. Um, yeah, I, we, I'm down to spoil everything in this game. Sure. So, but,
1: but yeah, uh, I mean, you know, and there's a the point where Atreus gets kind of a sickness. And, you know, and that's where, like, you can really see his fatherhood come forward and just the how much he truly does care about atreus and just the bouncing back and forth of it is 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 so well done um and it leads is going to lead into a lot of what's going to happen in ragnarok's situations which yeah (laughs)
0: yeah well that's that's another great part of the game is that the world is pushing kratos to be what he doesn't want to be anymore like he didn't want to uh kratos or atreus that he was a god but he was forced to because it was killing atreus like atreus was getting sick because he didn't know about his godhood, and then he doesn't want to kill any gods but Baldur is just on him all the time and you know in the ending moments of the game is going to do a committed atrocity you know or you know hurt somebody and kratos has no choice like the only way to stop him is to kill him right and of course that doesn't go over well and that definitely is going to have huge repercussions in god of war ragnarok so yeah um i did want to talk one more thing and and i'm sure this will come up in our discussion of the next game is that atreus turns out to be a norse god he is loki Mm -hmm. Uh, this has been in the trailer for the new game so i'm sorry if i'm bringing it to you now they just up and say it uh,
1: we gave our spoiler, spoiler warning, they were warned. <laughs> uh,
0: and a lot of that throws a lot of wrenches into a lot of things, as people know, like Loki can change into animals, Loki is, you know, a parent to the world serpent and other things. So, And he's
1: typically a bad guy, yeah. right? Like Loki <laughs> in pop culture, and Marvel being the big, biggest example, but even before that, Loki is rarely viewed in a positive light. So I think that's going to be kind of interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a bad guy in uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla too. Yeah, so, so yeah. The, so, did did you have any more
1: thoughts on that reveal? On the Loki reveal, no, because I think there's, you know, it was so far into the end of the game, and like it's Mm -hmm. it's gonna be hard to kind of see what that reveal truly means until we get to Ragnarok. But, you know, towards the end of that game, when that reveal happens, you know, the 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 big thing and like the biggest questions that need to be answered, Ragnarok, is like this. Yeah, this alternate history mural thing that we saw. Mm -hmm. How is that going to, you know, what time period does that actually take? Is that the future? Is that the past? We don't know. Like we we don't know what this all means. How it all ties itself together. So. Um, no, I don't. I don't really have a lot of questions about Loki, but I have a lot of questions about Loki. <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't know what those questions are, but yeah. there's just a lot of a yeah. lot of explaining they have to do. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. Time travel. Uh, how did Kratos even get into the Norse world? Right. You know, there are so many like. Things You know, like if, if Loki is the, the father of the world serpent, how are you talking to the world serpent? throughout right. that game. You know, and Atreus has never met him before, but he can speak his language. So the hints were there. Um, so, um, yeah. Um,
1: what about uh, non, non-story stuff? Like, what do you like? Combat, puzzles, exploration? How do you like? Is there anything from the 2018 version that you didn't like?
0: Not that I can remember. Again, I've only played the game once, so but I loved it. I played the fuck out of mm-hmm. it. You know, I got the platinum trophy and everything. Uh, but no, I, I mean it was a Metroidvania. The world was beautiful. The single camera shot made for just in crazy scenes.
1: You know, with the dragon fight being one of them. But I loved when the the world opened up. And it was never a full open world game, but it was a very interesting semi open world. I think where you kind of spend the first two to three hours it's pretty linear, and then once you get the boat, it, it opens itself up, mm-hmm. and it you know, and traveling to the different realms. And I think it did you know the mini map was or the the compass at the top of the screen was done perfectly, where you never felt lost because it's just leading you to the next turn you have to do things like that. And that's you know, it's just such a well put together game that I know they're going to carry a lot of these good things forward. Um, but I do, I, the one thing that I can kind of think of that I hope they do better, and, and I'm actually pleased because they've addressed this uh, in, an, in an interview is monster variety. Mm-hmm. I think there was a little lack of monster variety from top to bottom, honestly. I mean, the fact that...
0: Same trolls.
1: The same trolls <laughs> over and over again. When you played through God of War 1 through 3, the most memorable moments of those games are, you know, fighting on Kronos' back with Pandora's temple in the first game, right? And like how massive he felt. Mm-hmm. Um, the fights against all the gods in God of War 3. It's The sense of scale is such an important part of that franchise. And you did get the dragon fight. And things like that, but I, I'm hoping that they they do a little bit better job of giving the enemies uh, a little bit different just traits and, and things. Because even like the Valkyries, right? That's, eh, they're kind of all the same. Like you know, they yeah. all have their different yeah. things, and then you fight the one at the end that combines them all. But um, hope that they do they do a little bit more with that. But other than that, man, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's going to be fucking fantastic. I don't know what else to <laughs> what else to say. Yeah, and even though now we're kind of transitioning into the next topic, <laughs> we yeah, and we can. I was just going to
0: bring up the blade of chaos as a what a, just a great moment in the game. Uh, I know that was spoiled for you, John.
1: Yeah, but the one thing that was spoiled for me,
0: <laughs> but for again, as someone who played the first three games, having that moment. Uh, and then, you know, coming out of your shed and just, or your home, and just fighting with them, and it's just that classic God of War feel, and yeah, just flinging them around, just such a, again, as we talked about with, like, the plasma cutter in Dead Space, like, the Blades of Chaos are probably one of the most unique weapons in gaming, too. If there was a
1: PlayStation Pals weapons franchise list, (laughs) Blades of Chaos would be a one seed, for sure. Those things. Honestly, the Leviathan Axe might be a one seed, too, (laughs) because that weapon is amazing, also.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. The how that plays into combat, how you can throw it and freeze item, enemies with the axe, and then bring it back. I know that was a big moment. You know, when they first did, they first ever revealed the gameplay for the game, like mm-hmm. him calling it back. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's gonna feel so good with the dual sense.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, the game played amazing. Like it always felt visceral. The combat was always fun. You know, the parrying, everything. Like there was not a, you know, as as We mentioned not only was Atreus, you know, a good story element, he was a good combat element too and Mm -hmm. uh, really felt impactful by being able to command him to do things and his impact in battle was always felt, so.
1: Oh, actually one quick question for you. So popular podcaster I listen to, Colin Moriarty, I think he's great, has one really bad opinion and it's it's, it's honestly about God of War, (laughs) that's kind of his bad opinion. He didn't even rank it in the top 25 games of ps4 <laughs> and his number one complaint with god of war and i don't see it but i'm curious if you do nick is he hated the the loading travel system where you kind of go into that one realm and walk in a circle until the door opened up and it was just a way to keep the single shot going and while mm. it loads right but he hated it and i was like well i thought it was kind of cool like did did you did how did, like was it fine or <laughs> am i just missing something
0: i i i think there's that's an overreaction. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't remember that like that bad. Yeah, I don't remember it being any issue. And uh, as we will talk about the next game, I, you're going to be doing a lot of it because all those doors are going to be open this time.
1: Oh, you got the SSD though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. But right. I mean, God of War Ragnar is on PS4 too, so I'm sure. I'm sure loading time will be fine. But sure. no, I I it Doesn't even. Okay. It's not even a memory in my brain. Yeah, and I, it did have that too with the, like the fast travel doors. Like you didn't just go into a door and fast travel. You would go into a door and then you would be in another like realm or mm-hmm. eth- 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 ethereal world, and then you would have to walk your guy across, and then right. you would go through the next door. I, is it the best design choice? I don't, I don't know, but it does keep that seamlessness. And that, that's and that's
1: my end. That, that, that kind they're of they're my thought. Is like, it. sure, yeah. Is it perfect? No, but if if that's the solution, I think it's an elegant solution, a pretty good solution to keeping the camera rolling. And so, yeah. All right. Just need to make sure I'm not losing my video game touch. <laughs> all
0: right. So are we good on God of War 2018? Was there anything else that you wanted to mention? Uh, How did you feel about, I got one. What was it? Was it the infernal room? The root the, the maze. Oh, what was the name of that?
1: <laughs> it was, it was a realm. It started with an M. Um, it was probably the, I'm going to look it up right now. It was probably the weakest part of, the gameplay experience i guess uh, muspelheim muspelheim was the place of it yeah um but it was the game so good that i was like whatever <laughs> i gotta fight some guys all right woe is me you yeah. know and like well it was timed right you it had was it. yeah i think you were getting like slowly poisoned or yeah, something a,
0: uh, y- yep yep your health was decreasing yeah, yeah it was a roguelike area of the game and
1: you know, it but was it was required
0: for the platinum, and.
1: and that's kind of what it was. I, I think when I like when I first came across the realm, I was like, "Well, this isn't great, but I'll come back to you later." Right, and then when I had to, when I had to get the platinum, I. I I don't ever feel shame or bad looking up a guide just to get me to do what I need <laughs> right. to do. I'm not going to struggle and beat my head against a wall and have a bad experience with something just, just to force myself to say I did it without mm-hmm. a guide. So I think I looked up a guide for that, did what I needed to do, and, you know, moved on to the Valkyrie fights. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah, it, it was a weaker part, but still sure. not, didn't kill it for me. All right. And that'll move us in to the next topic, which is God of War, Ragnarok. Obviously, like Dick said, we're going to keep this train going. Just uh, some predictions, talk about what we are hoping to see, since by this time next week, we'll have some reviews out there percolating in the wild, and so we'll probably know some things. But, um, so Nick, I got just kind of a couple sets of questions for you. You know, we're just okay. going to kind of lay the groundwork of, you know, I want to, these are mostly yes or no questions, just to okay. kind of see what you think. All right? Oh, boy. <clears throat> I already know what one of them's gonna be. Does Kratos die? Yeah. That was the one I you were... <laughs> Does he die for real this time?
0: Uh, man, I. I know that's such a hard one. Because that would mean if he ever comes back, the whole franchise would get rebooted. And I don't know how they would do it because I don't think they would do if they were ever to reboot the series, they would not do it with Greek gods again. I don't, I don't think no. they would ever do that. No. Like if they were going go to reboot it, it would be with another set, a pantheon of gods. So, and that would be very hard to do if they killed him off because that would just not make any sense. And the only, and then I guess the only other, the other world would be Atreus takes over the mantle, and I don't think Atreus is that mm-hmm. good of a character compared to Kratos. No. So I, I don't think so. But man, does then does Atreus die? I...
1: And that's kind of the question, right? Is like, what is the future of this series? <laughs> if, if the future of this series is going to Egypt, right? Or whatever. Like, yeah, it's obvious. I think everybody's number one on what the next Pantheon of Gods would be. You have to. You have to have Kratos. So I kind of end him in the no camp. But I can totally see a situation... <laughs> Because one of my questions is is will Atreus turn evil? Will will he turn on Kratos? And I could see this a, a world where Atreus is the final boss. Where <laughs> well, he turns prediction. on his dad and you're fighting him and you eventually get to this point where you just lay your weapons down and you mm-hmm. just let the game take over and that's how it ends. You know, you you're ending the cycle. The cycle cannot All continue. Right. And I could see that being the case, and then you know, Atreus does it, and I don't know if maybe then it circles back into this whole this whole series started with Kratos killing his family. <laughs> oh, I killed my dad, and like you know, maybe then it could use Atreus to be this thing going forward. I don't know. Um, well, it's
0: funny you know, when we but, talk about the Last of Us Part One and the evil things a character does in that to get his comeuppance, in the the sequel, yeah. you got all the evil things that Atre or Kratos has done, yeah. and. You know, he is due for his comeuppance on
1: all the. <laughs> Atreus kills him with a golf club. <laughs> uh,
0: so, so God, by that logic, it would seem like yes, he would be as you said. It would, be, but it would be something crazy like that. I think. I think yeah. that uh, that it would be something to do with Atreus, and I do think I do think his his godhood will be again questioned even more. So the evil, lo, evil Loki, um, as we mentioned, the character is inherently evil. Typically, right. that that will, could very well be a plot here, and that would definitely subvert expectations of the typical God of War story. We're going to beat up Thor. We're going to beat up all the other gods. We're going to beat up, and then we're going to finally beat the game and kill Odin. Yeah. Like I think I don't think it'll go that way. Right. Or too or formu- Freya. Too formulaic. So I think yes, having. Having Atreus commit some kind of big evil. Maybe he's the one that kills Odin or Freya. And yeah. that is what... And then the second half of the game is some kind of like trying to stop him from doing something. Right. You know, that that
1: that seems... That does make sense. I wonder if Atreus could somehow like... <laughs> yeah, because Atreus, to fight Kratos, he would need more than a bow. He couldn't use <laughs> a bow against Kratos. So like, does he somehow get Thor's hammer? Does he somehow... You know, have a have a melee weapon. I don't know, but there's a lot of Norse weapons as I've been looking up. Because okay, I do have a question for you. I
0: don't know if that question is going to be in there, but will Kratos get a different weapon besides just
1: Mimir? Yeah, me, Mimir. Me, me, me. Yeah, my question is, besides Thor's hammer, will we get another <laughs> weapon to use? Yes. Um, I don't think so. I think I think it would almost be too much for the player to try and learn multiple weapons.
0: Well, there's been multiple weapons in this franchise before.
1: There has. Back in, like, yeah, the, the God of War three I remember you could, or God of War, I think even one and two, you could use a lot of side weapons.
0: Oh, they all sucked. You just went back to the blade. And
1: that's the play. thing. I think <laughs> I think this is a quality over quantity scenario where, like, the amount of detail and work that they put into making the Leviathan X feel like it does. If you watch Raising Kratos, they talk about it for a long time on, like, how important the feel of that weapon was. that mm-hmm. I think they're going to want to put the same amount of effort into Thor's hammer, and obviously I think the blades will still be there, even though there was that scene at the end of twenty eighteen with like his rope things off of his forearms falling off. But well, I, they
0: were I, I guess I should I still preface like sure. we had not seen a lot of the current stuff. We have not read the previews. Right. We have not done any of that. We only have the trailer that was in the state of play this year. So we might sound like idiots right now. Well, in that trailer <laughs> there is the blades of chaos. Okay. So they they are in there. Okay. So fair. unless unless we're being misled. Yeah. But uh yeah, they are in there. But
1: so, but I think like one one final point on that is I, I you know because it with assuming Thor's hammer's a weapon I think it is right yeah it, 100%. It, it's got to be the Leviathan Axe has frost the blades of Chaos have fire Thor's hammer has electricity you can then use those things to kind of play off of different attack patterns and stuff yeah. so maybe they would include one more to be like poison or something but I, I don't think so the only other thing that they maybe maybe Atreus gets his own little weapon that's a thing. It's not going to be Kratos gets multiple, but maybe there's multiple in the forms that Atreus has something that yeah. you can equip to him that assists in your combat in a different way besides the bow.
0: Yeah, I think you, I think you called it. that, yeah. is, that is exactly what it is. It's probably Atreus gets some other way to, would to help you in other ways, because lokis I, I forget what it's called, but Loki does have a scepter. Mm.
1: And so is that, it the scepter from Marvel? <laughs> like, is it the same scepter, probably? No,
0: no, no. That, okay. that, that is some, you know, uh, Infinity Stone weapon. But, okay. but okay. In, in Norse mythology, Loki has a weapon. So I'd imagine that, yeah, I think the depth will be just the weapon add-on, what you can do with him, and then just, you know, hopefully a better loot system for Kratos and a better... Uh, I don't know, ways to amplify your abilities, all those, like, side powers you
1: would get that you could equip. Yeah. Um, Well, I know that, and I've seen that you get different shields in this one, too. So, like, there's already a little bit of a difference there that'll probably buff your character in who knows what ways. But, Um, all right, so let's see what other small questions do I have. Okay, when do you fight Thor, the beginning, middle, or end?
0: (laughs) Well, God of War 2018, if you got the real secret ending... You were facing off with Thor. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Right in the beginning. Mi- right <laughs> and I imagine this game is going to pick up right there. That's my... I would imagine it does.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it... My prediction will be... That will be the first gameplay moment. Okay. Nice. Or, well, the first moment in the current timeline. But I do think Kratos' mom has been absent this whole time. Wife? Wife, yeah,
1: yeah, sorry, it was Not like mom. Atreus's mom, is mom. just is angry Kratos' is mom. she has got long hair. All right, anyway, sorry.
0: Yeah, that Kratos's wife will will be will be shown, and what we'll, because we don't. I, it's been. ai don't think we know what happened to her. She just, you
1: don't know how she died, no. I don't. Yeah. I don't believe so.
0: Yeah, but I. I, I mean, imagine it's being so somber. I, I'm assuming she just gets sick. Like I don't know, but. I have a feeling well, that... she was would, a god. There's
1: going to be some... I mean, she'd have to be a pretty godly sickness to...
0: Well, she was a frost giant. I, she wasn't necessarily a god.
1: Fair point. All right, um, fair point. So... She had a fever. <laughs> 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 Stupid.
0: Yeah, so... Um, so that... I think the game... As, as we you mentioned, like some of the headlines are like, the first hour or so made me cry. And I would think yeah. anything like that would involve the past... Um, so and I right. and again we said there's a big mystery here. A how Kratos got into the Norse world, how he met this girl, how they grew up together, how he she changed him,
1: how he completely forgot about his first family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, he, that he murdered himself, right? Uh, so, so I I, I do
0: think like the the player will be playing these moments again, and they'll probably be past combat again to get us again. These developers like to assume we haven't played the game and get us reacclimated with the axe and everything, and then, and then I think we'll get the the that whole scene play out like Kratos waking up, mm-hmm. fighting, fighting <laughs> Thor, <laughs> yeah, fighting Thor, and then and then we'll probably get some kind of because Atreus is older, right? So I think oh yeah,
1: the yeah I can't just pick up from there and uh, yeah and yeah just go. so we'll get
0: maybe some kind of time jump, but again things things are weird we don't again we don't know what how long you they were sleeping before Thor showed up, so...
1: My guess is you fight Thor right in the beginning. You lose that fight somehow. Yeah. Which, uh-huh. is, how, which is how you're going to... You know, your abilities yeah. are gone. They always have to have a way to kind of, you know, make that reset a thing, you. right, reset you. And then you're going to probably fight him again towards the middle of the game where you will probably, obviously, win and take his hammer because I think that's, you know, right about halfway points when you got the blades, it makes sense to let you you know, give you a new weapon at that point and then and then, you know, and then, yeah, onwards to the big bad, whether it's Odin, Atreus, could mm-hmm. honestly be Freya, too. Like, you know, I don't yeah. think she will be the big bad, but she's going to have, you know, she's obviously just wants to destroy Kratos. With, yeah. You know, even going back to the 2018, it was it's such a weird scene, like watching it again, where and I get it because I am a parent. But like just how Balder wants nothing to do with his mom. <laughs> and she's like, I love you. It's OK. And then, you know, and Kratos kills him and she just loses it. So. You know she's obviously hunting him down, but um, but yeah, who knows? And lastly, are there any gameplay tweaks you're hoping to see? And If you have no, um, then you can say no. Because I, I mean, that lo-
0: the, the loot system was pretty dull. Yeah, I, agree. I don't. I don't think there was like anything fun about that whole part. Um, so that it would be nice if that was better. Even though I don't want, I don't want more loot. I just want. Better quality loot sure. that kind of changes how you want to play the game and based and the weapons you choose to use.
1: It's, I did see there's grapple hook. It's got everybody's favorite grapple hook. In
0: it. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, no, I don't. I don't know. Uh, more more boss fights would be nice. Like you said, varied enemies, more bosses. Um, you know we we know that the, the you're gonna have a dog sled which is awesome like that's, that just that just looks awesome. I
1: hope that's... I can name my dog and I'm gonna name him Balto. <laughs> well, we already know their names. They're... No, I want to name him Balto.
0: Give <laughs> so, him the medicine, boy. So uh, no, I, no, I just we know that it's it's gonna be great and I think if
1: again we predicted it's gonna be in the 90s so. Uh, it's a beautiful thing when you have to rack your brain to figure out what it is you want a sequel to do for you. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably about to wrap it up for Ragnarok, man. I mean, unless if you have any other thoughts, um, just a couple quick things. You know, they, ever, they claim it's going to take between 50 and 70 hours to see everything the game has to offer, which I, I plan to. I know Nick plans to. Um, so kind of expect to... It seems to be a little bit meatier than the first one, but kind of on par. I would expect it to be just a little bit more. We do have to go to all nine realms in this one. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's uh, it's great to see the coverage has gotten so far. I'm trying to not watch things, but all <laughs> signs point to a better 2018 version. It'll just be interesting to see if critics kind of attack it as this standalone game or are really looking to dissect it as to like, is it setting itself apart from the 2018 version? <laughs> like a lot of Horizon feedback was. Um, but either way, I know it's gonna be a 10 out of 10 for me.
0: <laughs> well, here's the, here's the question. It's been a lingering topic. Mm. Uh, uh, that we've been trying to maybe discuss here Mm -hmm. is that what is Elden Ring game of the year already (laughs) and the only game at this point that can stop it, put it in its tracks is God of War Ragnarok. Will God of War Ragnarok
1: dethrone Elden Ring? I don't think so. Um, I I think Elden Ring did too many different things that just blew people away just the entirely revamped open world system taking the dark souls formula and expanding it like they did it's just i i'm sure it's not true but i can't recall a zeitgeist as strong as elden ring had um everybody and their mother was playing it and this is a niche genre right Right. like before elden ring (laughs) these these games would sell Maybe 5 to 10 million, somewhere in there. And that was, you know, considered really good. But this game just blew up. It's like past 25 million or something crazy like that now. I I don't know the exact number. Um, So I I think, and the fact also that God of War 2018 won Game of the Year, I think people are going to kind of probably take that into consideration when voting. Um, but but so be. did
0: Sekiro. Sekiro also won Game of the Year.
1: That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> it would be wild if God of War took down Red Dead Redemption 2 and Elden Ring <laughs> at, for Game of the Year. I mean, that would be wild. Um, but I, I would put my money in... in you know, my, maybe ask me this question in two weeks, but I would right now still put my money on Elden, Wing, Elden Ring.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think... Forgot if we're right not to dethrone it has got to have one hell of a story like it's got to have That's the only thing it could it's be It's got to have one hell of an ending and uh, yeah really that's the only probably weakness of not that Elden Ring doesn't have a bad story but it doesn't have it's kind of lore is kind of passive where you know god of war like the story is going to be right in your face you know like
1: yeah. that's going to be what what pulls it from a 90 to a 95 is simply story you're not going to get new unheard of mechanics really um it is nice that you know they have confirmed there are a wide variety of settings how to play the game how you want like there's a 100 even 120 frames mode um which is cool so like that'll probably get us some points as long as it runs well which um, all Sony first-party releases run well. Like I don't think you ever really come mm-hmm. across that. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. The fact that we even have to like talk about that though is nice. <laughs> I like it. And
0: reviewers have had their time with this. Like this is like they've obviously had it for a few weeks. So, yeah. so uh, I mean we're gonna get some real true thoughts. Not uh, we got the game on Wednesday and now <laughs> we got right. write a writer review embargo on uh,
1: Friday, for example. You know. So final question. Okay. Give me your Metacritic score right now. We did this I know, already. I know, but I want it. I want you to confirm it. Lock it in. <laughs> what is it? Because I don't think you ever. I don't think you ever did lock it in. I think oh, I, never, I said ninety two, and you're like, "Oh, that's a good guess." And then I just no, uh,
0: no. See, someone here listens to the podcast, so oh. <laughs> so I know I said ninety. You said ninety. Okay, <laughs> but uh, you sticking with it? Well, and then I joked to sixty five because you had it in the oh, fantasy I said, league. But... Fuck you, you. <laughs> Is
1: that what you're sticking with? Ninety. Oh.
0: Yeah, I think. God, What's, what the fuck's the difference? Ninety, ninety-two. Oh, but, I mean, to be is, Elden Ring is, has got to be like a ninety-six. So listen,
1: this is just pride. This is this is PlayStation <laughs> pals' uh, knowledge, pride, what have you. Yeah, I'm sticking with my ninety-two. I just, I'm sticking ninety-two with it.
0: is just good because it hits that low. I'll I'll stick with ninety. Okay, I'll stick right. with ninety. Perfect. All right, can't wait. All right, wait. moving on. I finally got to play A Plague Tale Requiem. This is from Asobo Studio, who we've mentioned before. You can go and listen back to Episode 9, in which I talked about the first game, uh, A Plague Tale Innocence, which came out in 2019. Uh, This game is hot. It just came out last week. It's currently sitting at an 84. And this game's really, really good. Now, I haven't finished it yet. I'm in about in chapter seven right now. Uh, But there's a lot of good things going for this game. Uh, The first being that this is a beautiful fucking game. Like the first game is gray, it's dark. There's not a lot of pretty vistas to see, not a lot of open areas. This game does all the opposite of that. Very sunny, big flowery fields the encounters are these large areas they're vertical Uh, there's a lot of ways to tackle them Uh, it's been mostly linear still so far but those linear sections are you know huge just like kind of in the last of us 2 you had kind of a whole suburb that you would explore in some of the encounters similar to this like they're just giant sections of the cities and towns and the open forest and quarries that I'm in right now and they're just gorgeous um, and then uh, the story's still the same uh, you're playing as Amicia and then sometimes your younger brother Hugo um, they're living the time of their lives after the events of the first game <laughs> but guess what it doesn't take long for those oceans of rats uh, to return and they're again back on that quest to to fix it you know the to stop it from happening um and you know i don't think a teenage girl and a young boy should be wandering around in 2022 but let alone in uh medieval france but Uh they're sure doing it and uh, getting in all kinds of wacky adventures where people just want to keep keep killing you so (laughs) so there's not much really difference in the story so far but uh there is a bit of a difference in, like, how combat evolves. Like, in most stealth games, like, most enemies are on a set path. They have the same control, uh, same patrol patterns. When you're, you know, you reload into the map, they're the same. Uh, this has got some dynamic things going on. Like, I can load into a save, and a guy will go one way. I'll reload that save, and he'll go the other way. Oh, nice. So there's a lot of, like, like just the AI scripting is more dynamic. Everything's not on a set path. Um Including this one encounter where I had where there were rats, there were guards, and I would get to a certain point and these guards would bring out a prisoner. And the way that it would interact is if I did nothing, the guards would kill the prisoner. And I was like, well, is there a way I can try and save him? Mm-hmm. And I would try and try again. And there was no way. Like if I lured the guards away, the rats would eat this guy. <laughs> um, so I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm giving up. I'm going to Google it. And I Google it. And the people are doing it, and they're not getting the same outcome as me. They can lure the guards away, and the rats do not eat this guy. But if whatever, like, again, this dynamic system, like, the guy gets eaten no matter what in my game. Because how either how I navigated the environment, the things that I did, that the AI was scripted in a way where I just could not save this guy anymore. It was really bizarre.
1: Is there any, like, destructible environments or door or, like, anything like that? Like, I wonder if there was, like, a, a door that or something that the guy... Previous hadn't opened with grass. <laughs> like I just, I don't know if it's that dynamic or not, or if yeah, it really is just something that the game rolled a dice and said, "Nope, he has to die."
0: <laughs> no, and I was watching I a know. playthrough that was playing most of the level up into that point, and I just don't know. Like if, it has a very generous checkpoint system, which is really nice. Like you can, if you go from one blade of grass to another blade of grass and you're safe, you get checkpointed, which is is really nice. But I don't know if like those series of events and how I dealt with guards earlier changed it but yeah i could not save this guy. Really? And then i listened to another podcast Rebel FM in which the guy and that had this exact same thing. He's like i couldn't save the guy. Huh. So i don't know it was just a weird thing that happened um So uh that that's different and that's fun mm-hmm. um but so far a lot of the mechanics are the same. I did get the crossbow but crossbow but it's just another killing device just like the sling. It's just a little more accurate, a little more faster. Sure. Um, Does it shoot further? Like, probably further, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot more cool moments, like in like in an Uncharted series, like uh, in Chapter 4. There was just an ocean of rats chasing me down. Uh, they were destroying castles. They were destroying all the buildings around me. My person was struggling to get anywhere. I was doing the Crash Bandicoot run into the camera a few <laughs> times. Um, and it was just impressive. It was technically impressive. It looked impressive. It, was, it like this game you know like I, like I said on the previous game is kind of you know Last of Us Uncharted Light well this is really almost one to one like just as far as the big moments I praise um, there was a moment I just played where I was just going down a river and I had to shoot guys and it was again just the, the crazy moment of
1: good set pieces
0: yeah Mhm. yeah memorable set pieces yeah that's a good point
1: yeah man I'm just watching I'm on like Focus Entertainment's like homepage for right now it's Nick wasn't lying, guys. This looks it, graphically, it, it looks amazing, and mm-hmm. this is cross-gen, right? Or is this next-gen only?
0: That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> it looks, it looks,
1: it looks like it's next-gen only, but it's also on Switch, which is confusing. But um, yeah, it looks great. Um, now the one big piece of. Like, pushback I feel like this game has been going up against is it's, it's a 30 frames per second game. Nick, have you noticed that at all as a detriment? Because I've heard from people who have, like, said that. They're like, no, it, it somehow it doesn't really affect it that much. But there's still the internet warriors, the, you know, the, the try-hard FPS idiots that, that need 60. So is it does it really matter or, or no?
0: I'm not noticing it, honestly. Again, this is not a fast game. Right. Not like our, our Gotham Knights where I'm riding a motorcycle, grappling around, right. uh, I'm holding the hand of a six-year-old child, <laughs> we're walking around, we're stealthing around, so the frames per second is not really noticeable to me, not that it ever was. Uh, um, I guess I, I did notice it in uh, Spider-Man when I yeah. switched it, Miles Morales. Yeah. But
1: Oh, yeah. When you, when you bump Spider-Man up to, <laughs> I got a, uh, with you VRR and it goes to like 90 to 120.
0: <laughs> Silky smooth. So I, I have not noticed it, but uh, no. Um, okay. It has not been an effect. Um, I have run into a few issues. I did have a save, uh, that generous checkpoint system, uh, generously checkpointed me into getting eaten by rats. Over. Oh, no. And over again. Every time I loaded in the save, it would get me eaten by rats. So I had to back out into Chatter Select, like go back in. Uh, I had a few crashes the desktop. Um, and then, yeah, and then the Herbalist that I mentioned before is another weird glitch. I, but I don't think it was a glitch. I just think it was the simulation fucking me over. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's
1: kind of what you get first week of a yeah. I mean, yeah. in, in this day and age, it's rare you get a game that hasn't had its first couple patches and to fix and yeah. stuff. So yeah, that seemed kind of a bummer though. I mean, those are not just like little clip through walls mm-hmm. and stuff, but you know, at least, yeah. as long as it's not ruining your entire experience.
0: And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, in this game, they still have upgrades. It's still, you know, you're opening drawers, you're collecting loot, you're going to workbenches, upgrading your shit. Uh, but you do have abilities on this, and they are based on how you dynamically play encounters. So if you play an encounter and you sneak around everybody, uh, your your stealth goes up. If you're going around killing everybody, and uh, your your aggression goes up, and and then there's another third one for mis. mis- being mischievous or tricking guys and and using other supernatural elements that I will not get into Ooh. into removing to, into removing people. Um, so yeah, every time you go through an encounter, you you get out of that encounter. You can go into this menu, see this bar, and this well, depending on how you played it, this bar is filling up. Um, is that something that you? Like John in the game?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I would need to see how it is implemented. Um, I think I would probably rather be able to just pump points into where I want them to go. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like you're just so locked into a specific way to play it then. Like, you can't really experiment as much. But right. But... But, uh, you know, and then, yeah, it's going to kind of like, it's almost like they're trying to extend the life of the game. Be like, well, you did it the sneaky way. Now do it. Now do it the, the other way. And yeah. But, you know, it, I don't know if that would, would kill it for me. I'd have to really play it and see. No,
0: it, it's not a big impact. It is weird that you don't know. Like, like I have to go into that menu to see what I've unlocked or if I've read, reached the next checkpoint of, like, an ability but uh then they're they're minor, you know, I I can crawl faster now or you know, I'm I'm less silent when I use my sling and stuff like that. Does uh, it
1: ever split it up like if you go through a uh a, a, um a, I can't, an encounter <laughs> and uh, and you kill everybody or whatever it is you do, is it always all the points into stealth or all the points into combat or does it sometimes split them up? Um know, that's hard to
0: I've been mostly playing stealth, but I've still been getting the other the other uh, meters filling so i'm thinking it's splitting them up. okay so it's a percentage yeah okay so i i think it's doing that but don't quote me on that but i'm almost positive that that is what's taking place so okay.
1: and also um, i did look it up it is a next gen only game so yeah. that makes yeah. sense why it looks so good
0: yeah 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 so kudos to them i do plan on finishing it getting it all wrapped up in a tiny bow uh before god of War ragnarok comes out and um not sure I'll platinum it, it does require more than one playthrough so mm. Did the first one? No. no, mm-hmm. okay. It's that dynamic progression system that I just mentioned that you have to play through the game. Oh,
1: oh I hate that. <laughs> Never mind. No, that's the answer. I hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to play through the game again just to to get those meters to get. Yeah. You can't fill all meters
1: in one place. Yeah, you can't through. even save scum. Like I mean, cuz that would be like the nice thing of, That's like one of the nice things about point-based systems is, you know, you can respec, think put things in the where, you know, if you right. to avoid having to play something through again, but yeah.
0: It does have new game plus, so you're not like You'll 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 play the game as your powered up character, so that's not. Yeah, too but you bad. have to do
1: the combat if you're like strong and stealth, and like it doesn't. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. So
0: that's a that's it. It's a great game. Uh, again, the the first game was a PlayStation Plus Essential game. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you have any interest, check that out. I would definitely. Yeah. I do want to get back to it. Yeah, definitely recommend playing that. Or if you're head if you're hard set on it, you at least have to watch a YouTube video of the events. Because you will not know what the fuck is going on in the in the sequel, and I've left a lot of those details out to, to keep
1: everyone spoiler-free. So, no okay. Cool, All man. Right. Well. Uh, I wish I had some theme music, because I feel like we need some theme music at this point, but... <laughs> well, it's
0: time! So what would go... be the theme music, though? What video game thought, song? <laughs>
1: it doesn't have to be anything, I don't know, just like, <laughs> I, I want my theme music for my, play, for my PlayStation Pals franchise list. So we're doing our PlayStation Pals franchise list, week three, folks. That's where we're going to try and uh, whittle down the top 32, in my opinion, PlayStation franchises, until there's one left. Um, so... You know, we've already done two regions here, so just to kind of recap, uh, in the first region, we're going to call this the yellow region because I call it, coordinated them. Uh, we have God of War in the second round against Spyro the Dragon, Infamous against Ratchet and Clank. And then in the green region, we have The Last of Us going to be going against Devil May Cry and Twisted Metal versus Crash Bandicoot. So those are the eight games that have moved on into the second round. Nick, are you ready for round three? I am so ready. All right, let's go. And I want to just just reiterate, Nick. This is our list. All right. <laughs> so if if you if you think you're feeling bad that like, oh my god, I just love this franchise and I can't beat you know Spider Man or something, <laughs> this is our list, man. You can do it. All right. You have the power. So we're gonna we're gonna go from bottom up today. We're gonna save the number one until last. So. We have our number two versus our number seven. All right, so it's going to be um, this going to be one that could be an upset. Upset just because uh, the number two is such a niche game, but it is the series that has also sold the most amount of copies on PlayStation. Do you know what, what franchise that is, Nick?
0: Repeat that again.
1: The series that has sold the most amount of copies across all PlayStation systems. Oh, I already know this Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, yes. (laughs) So, number two, Gran Turismo versus number seven. We haven't seen a new one of these in a long time. Very, very popular on the PS1. That is the Medieval series. All right. So, we have Medieval, Daniel Fortescue versus uh, Porsche Carrera 911, Gran Turismo.
0: I have not played Medieval. Have
1: you played it? I did, I did okay. back in the day. It is your generic ass PS1, <laughs> PS2, uh, spy, think *Spyro the Dragon* kind of thing. But uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, you know, but uh-huh. there it does. I know a lot of people hold it, hold it fondly.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Uh, you
1: don't seem to. In- <laughs> no, I mean I
0: can't. I never played the yeah. game, so I can't. I can't really speak to it. So it's
1: gonna be *Gran Turismo*. *Gran Turismo*. And it as it should, as it should. <laughs> All yeah. right, *Gran Turismo*. Moving on. All right. Number three versus number six. This is a, a new, a newer franchise, but one that's gained a lot of popularity uh, in the PS4 and PS5 generations. In fact, you may have seen a Reddit post or two about this game, game <laughs> claiming that it's. Can't be missed. You cannot Ooh. miss this game. Oh, I gotta know what it is. Right, I don't is, know. Yeah, from shocker. It's AstroBot. All right, oh Astro- man, I haven't played it. Yeah, well, you should. <laughs> so AstroBot, I give it, I give it a number three. You know, simply from all those Reddit posts. Uh, and that's going to be taking on a. I, I think it's a dead franchise, but it is getting a show or movie. I can't remember coming up uh, with our girl Cat, Gravity Rush. Oh. the Gravity Rush series. I have not played those. There I'm guessing have you probably haven't either. But you know, here we are.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, if we haven't played the game, then it's like really a no-brainer. And Astro Bot is just a joy. Yeah, and it's we are eagerly awaiting its PSVR two reveal. Yes,
1: Um, or you know, I mean, or even like I'm, I'm hopeful that they do. I'm, I'm hopeful that they do one of each. I don't know if that's yeah, possible, no, that's, you know, but I, I think there will be a lot of people upset if uh, Astro only continues in the VR space, considering that, you know, the game of mm-hmm. the console, uh, Astro's Rescue, no, Astro's Astro's Playroom, <laughs> you yeah, know, it's so good. All right. Now, number four versus number five. I don't know. I don't think you've played these either, Nick, but this is what we're doing. All right. Oh, boy. So we got Here number we go. four. Um very, very important fighting series to the PlayStation 1. Uh, probably, I mean, and really going forward, it's just about to have its eighth game. Virtual Fighter. No. Nope, Tekken. Tekken, <laughs> yes. So Tekken, uh, number four seed versus uh, a friend of ours' favorite series, another platformer, another mascot game, Sly Cooper. All right, so Tekken, number four versus number five, Sly Cooper.
0: Oh, this... This is hard. This is yeah, hard. Four
1: versus fives. Those are the hard ones. Because
0: I love Sucker Punch, but I never played any. Yeah, i haven't played Sly,
1: and man. Do you want to lose a friend? You're gonna lose a friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what would you? What? Where are you falling?
1: That's true. I, I guess I can have my input. Um, so this is also two <laughs> franchises I've never played. Um, I love I love platformers. I love mascot things. So I probably would like Sly. However. Everything I've heard about it, it's a it's a stealth game, and I typically don't <laughs> vibe with stealth games, so I, I'm inclined to lean towards Tekken. But I also don't really do fighting games. But just knowing how uh, I think it was Te- it was Tekken two or Tekken three is re- one of the m- most well received fighting games the on the tag play- tournament. I don't know if it was tag tournament. I, I know a lot of people like those two, but. I know that it's probably a much more important series and storied series and you know they're making a show or a movie or all that, blah 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 and, um, so I think it's a more storied franchise but um, I would lean probably that way but you get the final <laughs> it's
0: funny because sly is kind of like the third wheel in the Ratchet Jack mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and Tekken is probably the third. <laughs> third wheel I don't know Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat yeah uh, so that's fair. You know, and Virtual Fighter is probably the really, really ugly stepchild. Yeah, yeah we, don't talk, we don't talk about her. <laughs> uh, so this is, I mean, I don't, I really don't think these games will stand a chance either way. So it doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> so uh, we'll
1: just go, we'll go with Sly. Sly. All right, All right. He did not want to lose a friend. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. It's our first upset. First upset. <laughs> number five, Sly beating number four, Tekken. Get fucked, Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and last here we got our number one versus. No, I did. not No, Apple Watch. I didn't. I find time no! <laughs> Alright, so. <laughs> I'm real professional here. Alright, we got our number one versus number eight. Number eight. PlayStation 1 game. Uh, it was on the demo disc. Oh boy. It's one of the most unique slash series that I would say Sony's probably ever put out. Um. Kick, punch—it's all in the mind. Oh, Parappa the yes, yes. I know Parappa the Rapper uh, versus—I'm uh, just kidding. versus Uncharted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gee, what will I pick? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Parappa yeah. the Rappa sucks. God, I can't stand that.
1: Yep, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Typing it in already. I'm gonna—I'm gonna make that decision for us because. Nathan Drake, you know, whether you're into... They might not be the best playing games in the world, but the stories that those games have, the characters that those yeah. games have well, are...
0: We were just having this conversation the other day, like, Uncharted
1: defined the PlayStation 3 era of it did. Sony. It's it's it, not... And I would argue it set the course for what they wanted their first-party teams to do. Right. Like, not... Yeah, not even just that era, but yeah. it, it started the... The over-the-shoulder uh, action shooting game that Sony has perfected. So, very important game in that series. Yeah. And, and I, I think it makes sense that it's moving on. So, there we have it, folks. We've got Uncharted beating Parappa the Rappa. Sly Cooper beating Tekken. Astrobot beating Gravity Rush. And Gran Turismo beating Medieval. We got one more bracket, and then we'll be moving on into the uh, quarterfinals. So, all, right, all right, Good job, good job, yeah. Nick. You did it.
0: Yeah, that was a lot quicker than our previous ones.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: when you don't play the games, it's like. You,
1: whoop. Yeah, you don't have a lot to say about Parappa.
0: <laughs> no. 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 Not yeah. positive things. No.
1: <laughs> well, and I think uh, they tried to bring it back, right? Like a couple years ago, and I—that was a miss. That was a miss. Yeah. Was a miss. No. I think they misread no. the uh, the internet on that one. So. <clears throat> all right. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. All right, well that's that's it. That is six
0: things again. We are done here. Um, I kind of left the song that I'm gonna be picking a mystery because we done fucked up. Oh. And episode 18, our adults only episode, there was a song we should have been playing, and not nothing against Spirit Fair, but give me a hint, give me, <laughs> give me some hints. <laughs> I give you the song title, and I would I'd be curious if you know what it is. Okay. The song title is techno syndrome techno techno I mean cyberpunk no no I don't know <laughs> it's written by Olivier Adams okay it was featured in the Mortal Kombat movie oh, okay do you know the song now <laughs> yeah I think so <laughs> oh you have to know because it it's great it, it embodies the 90s to a T Yeah Yep Yep It's such a great song I don't know how it, Why it popped into my head recently But I played it It's awesome If you're driving Slow down Because this song is going to get you Get your heart pumping So <laughs> And no fatalities <laughs> while yeah, driving with yeah. this one Folks Please please <laughs> <laughs> so, so we knew the last few songs have been kind of a kind of a little down. So let's 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 get <laughs> it going. Sorry,
1: I just have to get this thought out. Do you remember playing those games and like, yeah, you thought fatalities were cool, and then all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck's a babyality? <laughs> <laughs> or like I, the baby, there was like a babyality too. Yeah, yeah, Oh, those are always so weird. <laughs>
0: <Anyway>. <laughs> oh, they had so many weird ones. There's, like a friendship one and all yeah. kinds of weird. Like that game was. Like that series has always been full of weird weirdness, but uh, the song's great. It uses clips from the game. It I think it's the whole reason that movie had any success, because <laughs> yep. everyone loved the song. So enjoy the
1: song. Um, do we have anything to tease for next week? No, I you know I've I've been being super dead lately, so I'm hoping I can get some time uh, to you know get through the Last of Us. Um but no, I, I, I think it would be foolish of me to try and take on much more than that before God of War. Um, but I also do like to smatter in like smaller games while I'm while I'm playing something. So I did just download Ghost Runner again. That's a game that I, I really, really dug for the small amount that I played it. Very, very hard, very, very fast. And it's short. I can beat it, I think, like three to four hours. So, you know, if I if I get sick of The Last of Us, which I won't, but if I do, or if I you know, if I don't have the time to play it, because I don't want to... Nick, stop rubbing your eyes.
0: Listen. This is the last episode of October. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. We talked about an evil entity on this show a few times. This evil entity decreed John play a game or we would incur its wrath again. I'm playing Have it. you heard that... You did, No, he did not mention it once. He's downloading even more
1: games. John, where are we standing on... I want Viscalesio? you... Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium I'm watching, all right? Uh, First off, hold on, hold on, hold on, folks. And I know I'm speaking to only fathers out there. You try and play The Last of Us or Disco Elysium in 20-minute bursts. This is what I use Ghost Runner for. This is what I use smaller games for because I can't jump into Disco or Last of Us for a 10-minute session. Get fucked, Nick.
0: I can't wait till your son's old enough to listen. And he's like, I want to hear the, all the episodes of my dad's podcast. He's like, wow, he used me as an excuse wow, a man. lot.
1: Did he even love me? <laughs> yes, I love you, Levi. You're my favorite person in the world.
0: <laughs> so, all right, well, if something bad happens, um, I'm gonna blame this. So that's fair. Um,
1: that's fair. It is spooky right. season. We'll see.
0: So, yeah, well, I'll be finishing a Plague Tale Requiem. Those God of War reviews will be out by the time the next episode is live. That will be interesting to know where it stands. We'll probably have a quick discussion on that, even though we'll
1: probably avoid spoilers. And then we'll probably have to start talking about our Fantasy League, because Nick's quivering, folks. He's ahead. He's ahead, but God of War's coming. Kratos is coming. (laughs) Kratos is coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, like you said... I maybe can, maybe I can't, I can't wish ill on God of War.
1: Maybe that'll be a that's a, probably a good topic for us to, to share with folks. We can go over our fantasy leagues and like and stuff like that. But yeah
0: yeah fantasy uh, fantasy critic games yeah let's look it up it's it's oh. fun thing to do to start to have something to look forward to all year round and
1: is. Well, I'm realizing just... podcasting in the same room does one thing, Nick, it doesn't let us wrap up a show. That's <laughs> for sure. No.
0: Nope. Sorry. All right, we're <laughs> wrapping things up. We've been this has been a long one. Yep. So, thank you guys again for listening. We will be back next week with six more things. All right. Bye, Bye guys. guys.